When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Everybody, welcome to the Loft Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian, right out of Oklahoma City. I got my co-host, Weird Wolf, Ava Gore, joining us tonight, all the way from Austin. And then we are hanging out with Isaiah Radke from the band Radke out of St. Joseph, Missouri. Is that right? Mm-hmm. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, so let's get this right. So it's you and your two brothers. That have a band that started like like what 2010-ish, something something around there. Yeah, something around there. And so you're and you're you're 26 years old, so you were 16. So are you like the middle child? Mm-hmm. They always put them. See, you I'm know how you do that? <laughs> and the middle child. So. Oh wow. <laughs> nice. I, I had a feeling for some reason that it'd be the middle the middle, the middle sibling that was gonna be on the show. I just had a feeling that you look like the middle child. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whatever cool. that means. I'm the middle child too, you know, so it's a good thing. We're all middle. Perfect. <laughs> so what made, what made the three of you decide you wanted to, to, to get into music? Was your dad into music or your mom or how, how'd that all work? Well, our dad was really into music and we come from a family that had a lot of music and instruments and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. what's crazy is our dad brought home this movie school of rock, which was crazy. That Jack Black movie yep. and the soundtrack, like, you know, as kids, we we're like, oh, man, this is crazy. And dad had all the music pretty much from it. So that was a really, really kind of the beginning of us really digging into music and wanting to be musicians was whatever year that came out was what the kind of the scene. Was there like one brother in particular that was kind of pushing more for the music? Or was it like who brought it up first? Um, I would say that uh, D who's our guitarist, our older brother, he was much more into music once 
everything died down a little bit <clears throat> after some time having the band or having the instruments and stuff. And D kept it rolling. And once he ended up going out and like doing filling in for a cover band, we kind of figured, oh wow, like because we're homeschooled, like we could get out and do some stuff and like do something in public. And we're like, oh man, cool. So we started a band, and then we all practice our instruments and went from there and your dad said your dad's your band manager right mm-hmm. and so did he when he got first started playing was he already always going to kind of have that role as your band manager from from the very beginning well it just kind of went really naturally because he was the the one able to hook us up with you know finding people and promoters and getting us on shows and we just rolled with that never really stopped doing that is your dad like your number one fan pretty much i would say yeah <laughs> awesome <laughs> he probably stops you guys does he ever does he ever have to still follow you guys on tour like hey shut up stop that quit fighting quit arguing <laughs> as, as adults now does he still do that with you guys no I and mean, then like we as homeschooled uh brothers were pretty close so We've had a pretty smooth experience on on the road and stuff. That's cool. So thank God for you guys. So I guess rate, being raised homeschooled definitely helped you guys being able to get out there, play some shows, tour a little bit. How old were you when you first started touring? When we first started touring, <clears throat> I had to be had to have been seventeen or eighteen or something. Like we had been playing local shows for a little while before okay. uh, the touring started. Okay. And you guys just got off tour with the Foo Fighters. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how, awesome. how did that how now how did that whole thing even go down? How did you guys get I know you guys have a, a pretty decent sized following, you have a name for yourselves. How did that come to fruition? Well, we played two shows with a band called L seven, uh that band L seven. And Jennifer Finch was really digging the band and stuff and like they, when they were doing that movie, What Drives Us, um, mm. they we got a phone call, and it was Jennifer about a press contact, and we were like, oh, okay, cool. It's Dave Grohl's people, and they were looking for a band that's, like, on the road, that's in a van, and, like, kind of doing things on their own, you know? And we were going to be the band in the van for that movie, and we were like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Like, this is pretty huge for us like we've always wanted to like be involved with the Foo Fighters and you know make some kind of stamp on rock history and and to show that it can still kind of be done is was really cool and basically we really hit it off after the filming and then we're just like let's play some shows and after that we booked some shows and Pretty much went from there. Did you know that you were on the Foo Fighters radar at all before they contacted you? No clue anyone from them even knew who you guys were, huh? Uh, no, no. We were just in a McDonald's having breakfast again for like, you know, every single day on tour. And all of a sudden we get that phone call and we're like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. That must have been such like an amazing feeling. <laughs> it was a great feeling because, you know, things on the road start to get really, really crazy. Yeah, they probably get, uh, what's the word, monotonous, I guess, kind of the same. You get, you get in a routine on the show. You go to a show, you play the show, you pack up, you hit the road, you wake up, get breakfast, and get ready for the show again, right? Totally. 
Especially with your dad, you can't get crazy. Yeah, does your dad go on tour with you guys also? Like, he does. Okay. I was gonna say, unless you're the type of band that likes to party and is always late, I've heard so many <laughs> stories about bands like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't have any problems though. You know, we we can we've we've gotten pretty pretty crazy over the years. I can I can say that. <laughs> crazy story you have? Go. Um, I think it's not really the craziest from like things that we've done but i know that one time we were had really crazy food poisoning when we were playing toronto and we were like all like puking and shit at the border (laughs) that was pretty bad but other than that like just your average kind of like drinking and stuff and like after show like trying to get into the hotel kind of stuff like it's not not too big a deal trying to get late (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, his dad's gonna be watching this, all right? You calm down. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you calm down, down over there. Okay, so a term I never heard before, but I knew what it was. We talked about a little bit was Afro punk, and you guys had played at like an was it like an Afro punk festival? Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and ex- explain what what that is exactly. It's it's pretty much just alternative like culture festival kind of thing. There's like okay. skateboarding. Uh, black like rock artists and stuff like that, which is kind of a in, different thing in this day. Like not so, it's a kind of like a gathering of, of stuff like that. Like you know, if there's gonna be a band like Radkey, they'll probably be booked on that festival. Yeah, you know, I think I, I don't. Is there like a big following for that? This is the first time I've really heard that term, and it's kind of a, probably a really neat celebration of coming together playing music celebrating almost uh like a you know you would assume most people would associate like a black festival with like hip-hop but being able to play like alternative music and some punk rock and maybe even i don't know there's hard rock there also it probably feels kind of neat it's very it's very probably a unique experience that bands that are in there really enjoy yeah it's it's totally unique like i mean yeah, it, it's a different audience than even we're used to playing to, you know. So it's a, it's a, it's a ride. It's totally an interesting experience. Yeah, because like everyone's like getting a little taste of something different when they're going there. Yeah, play all kinds of different neat, neat, different styles of of alternative music. And you guys have a, also a unique. I don't know Abe, if you were able to hear um, some of their music earlier, but they got a really kind of a neat alternative sound. You guys definitely look like hipsters. I would classify you as hipsters. Uh, all you need is the mustache, man, and you are good to go. <laughs> yeah, mustache. Uh, I only have re- fairly recently not had a real thick mustache. Kind of funny. <laughs> oh, really? You shaved it off, huh? Just for the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Another cool accomplishment is um, you guys were played on Adult Swim. Yeah, that was huge for us. Like, it, even just as kids watching Adult Swim back back in the day, like getting something on there, and then all those little sound effects in the video they added, which was really cool. Like, what uh, cartoon was that? What which one? Which one was it for? It was for the show Off the Air or okay. Off Air, and it's just a bunch of crazy stuff, art, animation, and music, music videos and stuff. And yeah, it was crazy. Our video Glory got on there, and we were stoked because it was like the perfect video for that show and then like you know we've always loved 
being up like on the road that show will be on you know you get to the hotel so late so it was really cool yeah man i what did your dad hear uh kay tyler says uh that green room album is straight fire thank you (laughs) so is that is that your latest album the green room album it is okay well we're gonna talk about that after you play your song but i do want to ask i know your dad your father's not here watching this but does he have background in managing musicians or did he just kind of he just took you guys under his wing and said I could figure it out? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we we all just took a huge step into like the unknown together and we believed that, you know, if we take a huge step and it could be really bad, but it could be the most amazing thing in the world. Like you gotta just jump out there and see what happens. And we all took that together and you know, here we are. Well, if you, if you don't if you don't take that step, you're never gonna know, you know. And people are so scared to make big moves, but if you don't do it, you're always gonna wonder what if I would have done this or what I had if we try to book this or that. And sometimes it's all about just reaching out to people, and people tend to be nice, especially if you guys got great music, you know, good music videos, uh, great performance. You can see from your music videos, a lot of them look like they're almost like recorded with like some live shows with it as well. And so you can tell your stage presence. So I mean. I would show that off to everybody. Also, I was like, "Look what I can do! Get my band, get get my band booked uh, for you guys' deal." Okay, so your song Two Face. Uh, do you guys collaborate with the lyrics, or is it your brother that guitar is also the? Is he also the singer? He play, He sings and plays guitar. I general I generally write all the lyrics and, um, yeah. I mean, sometimes like there will be a line that someone will come up with and we'll throw that in or the, a song will be written around like a line, but generally I'll write the lyrics and, you know, deal, do the metal melodies or like, you know, sometimes it's different, but generally these guitar melody, I'll do lyrics and yeah. It's probably easy to collaborate when your brothers and being homeschooled all living together probably makes you guys closer as a family. Now you guys get to tour the world together and I do want to talk about some of your world tours as well. But let's check out the song Two Face. This video I think came out 11 months ago, maybe almost a year ago, right around there. And then we'll get into your uh, newer album. All right, let's check this out. Here we go.
songs are so intense. Like... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I know you got something to say before I do. <laughs> oh no, man, that, that that was just a fun time recording that song. Yeah, sure. And I, we are going to get into that song, and but quickly, I just wanted to ask if you guys like naturally um, picked your personal instruments, or was it something like planned out, or? Yeah, it was a natural thing. Like, well, D, he started off on on drums, and I wanted to play the guitar. And after D got kind of tired of playing drums, like he did drum lessons and he wasn't super into that, uh, he ended up switching to guitar. And then while I had gotten lazy on guitar, we started, Saul and I started drums and bass when the band started. And I had wanted to play bass before, but I was kind of lazy back when I was a kid, so I could never really stick to anything until the band really started. And then we really kicked into practicing and stuff. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, K K Tyler says definitely one of my favorite bands. He also says Fire. Thank you. And uh, Sharon called it a flower power punk. Perfect. She, she also put Ramon too. <laughs> I didn't really get the Ramones vibe as much off that, but I no, guess no. I can. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I guess I can. I can kind of see a. I can. I, can, I guess I could tell a, a slight resemblance. Not really, but for the sake of the podcast, I'll agree. That's like, really, really good. Yeah, super, 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 super good. Okay, so your album, The Green Room, when did that drop? Man, that dropped, we're close to a year now. I'm not exactly sure when it dropped, but it was like, it was during the pandemic, though. Like, Okay, okay. In the middle. Okay, and this song was on that album? Yes. Okay, how many songs were on that album? I want to say it's like 12 songs, probably, something like that. Okay. Dude. And what is this song in particular about? This song was about, like, pretty much, like, being involved with the very first label we were on. And uh, we were pretty young at the time, so, like, everyone, every A&R person, everyone we're involved with, we just thought we were just such good friends with everyone. Like, everyone was so cool. And uh, once things kind of start to get a little slow, you start to figure out that things can flip really fast. And then, you know, you were real naive. And then uh, it's just kind of crazy. I feel we all kind of felt that during those initial first few years of the band, Mm. you really kind of can get your soul kind of sucked out of you. Like, I feel like a hollow version of what I used to be after going through a lot of what the music business has been and things have been sweet now, but like, it's almost like it's too late. You know what I mean? Like it's, he's, you're already part of, he's already been sucked away. And that song is kind of about some of that, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, by the way that you just naturally speak, you can tell that you are the lyricist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, crap, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, yeah, I remember, I I remember. Being homeschooled and going on, like, these world tours, because you guys guys have done Europe, uh, you know, I almost said California, but America tours. Uh, Was that, because you were homeschooled and raised in, like, kind of a Christian household family, did that open your eyes up to, like, a whole lot of different kind of culture shocks, um, being, seeing what's out there? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, because we, being from St. Joe, like a Christian family, 
Mm-hmm. We, uh, it was an extremely sheltered situation. So once we kind of grew up and like discovered some things and then started the band and like got out there, like it was crazy seeing the world and like experiencing a bunch of people and meeting different types of people and really getting your finger like on the pulse of like everything that's going on, you know, like, and that, that, that feels great. And it feels good to see everything feels good to take a trip around the country often, you know, see what's up. Besides um, getting uh, sick from eating Canadian food, um, what was your other favorite uh, place to eat at country, uh, like as far as touring goes? Is there a, play, a country that stands out in your mind as, man, this is like super cool, never thought I would have tried this or, or had, you know, had you not been touring? Um, it was Blood Pudding, I think it's called, in England. And it's like, it's literally blood and like cheese. is it good what's it called i know it's it's not maybe it's not it was good yeah it was good but it tastes like blood yeah i'm pretty sure that's it's called something like that at least yeah it's it's called something yeah english people are weird yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) anyway you would say that (laughs) i'm from there so yeah i know i'm pretty weird (laughs) <laughs> are, are you someone who would just try anything like put it on the table like you know people with those like little worm thingies or, like would you just eat whatever if you were somewhere and you would try it if it was if the person has some enthusiasm on their face when i'm handed to it i probably would have to do it <laughs> right right do do it. Yeah, yeah yeah if it's like super awesome gesture i'm gonna try it <laughs> Have you ever been starstruck, man, by anyone? Because you guys, I mean, you guys have played not only the Foo Fighters, but you guys have also played with Jack White, and I mean, just a, a plethora of like the Offspring, right? Also, yeah, um, Rachel Ray, that was a starstruck moment. We you, you guys on her show. We she throws a, a South by Southwest like music festival thing, like with okay. like Weezer was there. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> So that was something. And then, like, Dave Grohl, obviously, Jack White. Yeah, totally. And then, like, um, that's – I mean, we've, we've got some people to meet still. But mm-hmm. those, are, those are some those are some big ones for us. Like, that's uh, something, like, luckily, people like Jack White and uh, Dave Grohl, like, once you're in the situation, you're just hanging out with super chill person. Like, it's not, like, this big thing, you know, mm-hmm. in the moment. It's just like leading up to and after where you're like, oh my God, holy crap. But like, they're really great at not making you feel like uh, super pressured or weird, which, you know, you probably learn that skill at some point. Ava, go ahead with your question. Then I got got an audience question after that. Okay. Question about Jack White. I don't know if you will know this, but there was one festival that I was at and right before he went on stage, he like had to like scream really loudly, and I was just wondering if he does that before every single show. No, you got you got a special treat that show. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like it scared the shit out of me because <laughs> I just I wasn't even looking at him, and he just like before he got in his little van to drive over the stage, he's like, Wah! and then yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Maybe he's excited. He might have been excited. Yeah. those vocals out. Okay. Audience question from Kay Tyler. He would like to ask you, who are your guys' influences, musically speaking, if you have any music influences? Um, the biggest ones would be Nirvana, Weezer, The Beatles, 
Led Zeppelin and probably Cheap Trick. Wow. Nice. Okay. Okay. Would you say I your have other? A tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the well, it's from the Yellow Submarine movie, brother. Oh, really? That's awesome. It's the glove. Is that I just always wonder what that was. I never asked. <laughs> yeah, it's the glove. <laughs> I never asked. So, playing all these bands, I guess I already asked if you ever been starstruck. But have you ever been nervous to talk to anybody? Like, or is there anybody that kind of like didn't want to talk to you? Is anybody you play with kind of cool and wants to say what's up? Yeah, I mean, uh, we played with Jane's Addiction. Dave Navarro said hi. That was great. Like, and nice. I only tried to meet someone one time when I was younger, and I never tried again. And that was at Riot Fest. And Blondie was playing, and I wanted to go up and say, "Hey, good luck to W. Harry." And then, like, security like rushed and like got me out so fast. And uh, and like that was. Pretty much the ultimate nightmare, so I've never tried it again after that. <laughs> like, do you know who I am? I'm a wacky. I just showed my wristband. I was like, I'm at least a musician. Like, <laughs> right? So, do you guys have any new albums coming out um, anytime soon? Or are you still just kind of touring with uh, the Green Room album? We are working on new music now, and we're going to have a new album early next year, definitely. Like, we've got a lot of the songs ready to go and we're going to have a single out pretty soon and another one following that. And, Oh yeah. That's exciting. And any, any, any new tours lined up um, after I, when, when did you guys get back from the Foo Fighters tour? We got back. Oh man. I'm, you know, I'm actually pretty blank on, on that. It was, it was at least, at least like a couple months ago. Cause then we went okay. on the tour right after that. And that's the one we had just got off of. So it was a little couple months ago. Yeah, feels good to be home, huh? It really does. Yeah, we got cats. It's it's something we really. <laughs> I love cats. Nice. Yeah. So you guys is kind of taking a, to- a break from touring right now before you go back and hit the road. Yeah, we've got a small span of time to be working on recording the music, and then we've got. You know, we're going to play a few shows around Missouri and, like, maybe Omaha and stuff like that. Okay. Some local, some kind of localer venues for now. Totally, totally. And do you know the name of your next, if you can say it, maybe you can, I don't know. The name, do you have the name of your next single or song that you're going to release that you're going to push? Well, it's right now it's called Circles, but it might change. Sometimes we just call it the most simple name, almost like a joke. But then... Right it stays that for so long to where you've called it that so much that there is no other name. So if it's another title, okay, but the word circles is used a lot, so you'll really know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have songs that you've renamed that when you guys are on stage, you still say, refer to it as, as the old song name, even though it's a new song or it has a new name now? No, not yet, but, <laughs> okay. but we're, we're on the track. We're on the track to have that situation. <laughs> Because we used to calling it something, then you want calling it someone else. Sometimes you still. Yeah. I had a song. We had a song. I forgot what it was called, but the nickname was Dirty in Spanish because the guy's kind of singing Spanish. And we'd be like, let's play Dirty in Spanish. But I think at the time we released it, it was called something different. Uh, anyways, enough about me. No one cares about that. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about your merchandise uh, and your website. If yeah. you have those. Totally. Um, our website's radkey.net. And yeah, we've got hoodies and like koozies and like uh, t-shirts and all kinds of stuff. 
And the name of your the name of your website? It's uh, Ramsey.net. Did he say it? Yeah. Sorry, Sam Sam had commented something. I was trying to figure out what he was saying. It called working <laughs> titles. I don't know how I don't know what that means. So I was like, I was, I was trying to listen, but I was also reading the <laughs> that's what happens when I have to read the comments and talk to you about the same time. Multitask. Yeah, I had that same thing. I was trying to win an eBay auction and play Halo at the same time this morning. <laughs> it's I'm not I, I think I was better at multitasking when I was younger, and the older I get, the harder it is for me to do it. Sure. I don't know. I guess that's all you have. I do have one last question. I'm just kind of curious. Do you and your brothers, I know you guys have switched uh, some instruments from when you started and do it. Do, do you guys ever switch instruments on stage? No, not yet. Um, it would be cool to do that someday, though. Um, but right now, uh, none of us have like the. I mean, D can switch to them, but I not saw or I would look pretty stupid trying. <laughs> <laughs> and last thing is, Sam right here says, You're an idiot. He's talking to me, although he spelled you're wrong because it's you are. That's right. So who's the idiot now? Okay. All right, man. Well, dude, Isaiah, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your stories with us. Seems like you guys are doing some fantastic things, touring with some awesome bands, which is not going to stop anytime soon. Great style. Amy, you got anything else before we let this young gentleman go? It's not really a question. I was just going to say that you have some fantastic eyebrows. Those are so oh, Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well... What are my eyebrows, crap? Yes. <laughs> All right. Hey, Isaiah, don't go anywhere. Stay right there till after the, the outro song plays. I do want to thank everyone who listens to The Loud Spot. Go to www.theloudspot.net. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Loud Spot. Uh, also, subscribe to our YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. We're on there. Check it out. Peace out, rock on, and much love. And I forgot to find the outro song. <laughs> Here it is. All right. This is the loud spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does Nothing Short of Tragic have his back again? Yes. Does anything that good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has a pin show. So to get more episodes, make an order. This is over. Thanks for watching our video. Don't forget to click the like and share button. Don't forget to go to our YouTube and subscribe. If you want to listen to our audio and pick up some cool merch, go to www.theloudspot.net. Peace out. Rock on. Much love. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 